lucky enough to be out in a skimpy little skirt with the oh so thin blouse when a rapist or killer for kicks drove by and spotted her. Maybe the intention had been rape, but the guy panicked afterwards, knowing she wasn't going to go home and just forget all about it, so he'd made sure she could never talk. Perhaps it was the murder itself that got the killer off, and sex had nothing to do with it. Shame they couldn't just ask the victim so they could find out whose face she'd been staring up into as she gave out her last breath. One of the Sockos turned on the light he'd been assembling, then he turned to D.S. Fraser. Are you going to call him? Don't you start, warned Fraser. But he was already reaching for his phone. Detective Inspector Robert Carlton had already grown weary of the black tie-do, long before his mobile phone began to vibrate silently against his chest, from the inside pocket of his dinner jacket. He exhaled wearily, then reached for it. Carlton was feeling the after-effects of a heavy meal. Duck and armagnac terrine, chicken supreme with Jersey Royals, and a generous portion of sticky toffee pudding for afters. Carlton? He answered above the din in the room, caused by the chatter of two hundred police officers with copious amounts of beer and wine inside them. Boss, it's me! It was Fraser. That much he could make out, but the rest was lost, drowned out by loud, braying laughter from the next table, a reaction to one of Superintendent Connor's borderline racist jokes. Hang on, Carlton commanded. I can't hear you. He climbed to his feet and left the room, turning sideways as he did so, to squeeze between fellow diners who, as always at these functions, were packed in too tightly, so that navigating his way between tables was like tackling an obstacle course. The room was sizable and full to the brim with ranking police officers, each one looking for a leg up, and feeling obliged to shell out on tickets for a charity dinner, which cost far more than the sum of this mediocre meal's parts. Everyone was expected to support the latest cause adopted by the Northumbria Police Force to justify its obscene annual piss-up, which would go on well into the early hours. Already there were some familiar faces looking distinctly worse for wear. Carlton was grateful to be free of the noise and stifling warmth of the dining room. He crossed the Royal Station Hotel's lobby and went out through its main door. Only when he was on the steps outside and the cool air hit him did he turn his attention back to the mobile phone in his hand. I can hear you now, he told the detective sergeant. Sorry to bother you, boss. I know you're at that black tie do, but I thought you'd want to know. It's a young girl. What is? The reason I'm calling, we found one on the bank of a stream, out in the sticks. She was just lying there, no attempt even to hide the body. This piqued Carlton's interest. If he was ever going to make DCI, he needed as many high-profile cases under his belt as he could get. He listened while Fraser gave him the facts. The girl's approximate age, somewhere between fifteen and twenty. It was always hard to tell with girls, particularly if they had a bit of slap on what she was wearing, the usual clubbing uniform, a short skirt and skimpy top, and the exact location of her body, a smattering of woodland with a stream running through it, a few miles north of the city. The site was about fifteen minutes' drive from Carlton's current location. Finally, there was the suspected cause of death, which from the abrasions on her throat and bulging bloodshot eyes looked like strangulation. No ID? No purse or handbag, no credit cards, not even a mobile phone, just the clothes she was wearing. 
I wondered if you'd like me to send a car or... I could just call it in. He meant if the D.I. had been drinking. Nobody could afford to have a pissed-up detective at a murder scene, screwing everything up. Colin had only had one pre-dinner pint and two small glasses of acidic white wine which hardly counted. Send a car, Carlton told the detective sergeant. Tell him to pick me up outside the railway station. Fraser had been right to call him first. While the brass were sipping their cognacs and singing God Save the Queen before the charity auction, Carlton would get down there and stick a claim on the case. In his experience, pretty young girls being murdered attracted more column inches in the local papers and national tabloids than just about any other case. The middle-aged or elderly could be shot, stabbed, strangled, gassed, electrocuted or run over by trains, and their story would be buried in the middle of the paper. But a pretty little thing with potential was a...